Hey everybody, The Talking Book is a non-profit audiobook recording studio in Asheville, North Carolina. If you want to make an audiobook, go to thetalkingbook.org, that's thetalkingbook.org. Check out these amazing writers, narrators, indie publishers. Come to Asheville, we record books in a booth, here's the show. Hey everyone, Chris Hartstrom here, the Talking Book Podcast. We are a 501c3, we record books, we make this podcast, so you can hear all the best writing. Uh, it's that simple. Um, let's see. Oh, I mentioned this on Twitter the other day, but uh, <clears throat> story, here's a short story. I grew up uh, doing karate over the years, so uh, I still do it as my exercise. Um... It's good, you know, because the quarantine and the gyms have been closed. So, uh, so anyway, I'm doing, uh, the other day I'm doing karate in the park and, uh, not too far from my house and I hear this rustle in the trees and I turn around not two or three yards away from me, very close. Um, there's this huge black bear and he kind of leaps out of the bushes and he's just, he's there and I'm, I was literally in the middle of this karate move probably looking like an idiot uh, standing in this karate move like in a stance if you will uh, and this big black bear is just staring at me looking at me do uh, karate um, now you know I never listened to advice uh, and I can't remember anything so what to do around black bears so I just turn around and walk away and uh, and the and the bear just starts following me so I'm just walking kind of slowly with my head down and the bear's just following me. And then there's this guy across this field uh, walking his little dog and he starts screaming at me and he's going, hey, hey, there's a bear right behind you. And I'm like, no shit, he's right behind me. I see the bear. Um, and I just keep walking and the bear is like following me around circles. I feel like minutes long. This bear's just following me. Um, and it was like equal parts very scary, but very funny. <clears throat> and finally, it strikes me to make loud noise. So I start clapping my hands and yelling like uh, like I have a condition or something. And then the bear finally wanders off and, you know, goes across the street, finally goes back into the woods. Um, but anyway, you know, I read afterwards that I should have just looked at the bear and raised my arms at him to look large and made noise. But that just seemed like counterintuitive to me. Like I'm gonna make him think I'm threatening him, but I guess I should have done that. I remember it actually said, whatever you do, don't turn around and just walk away, which is all I did. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm thinking the karate probably brought the bear out of the woods and he probably wanted to show me something or make fun of me because my kata looked weak. I don't know, but he was a nice bear in the end. He didn't kill me. Uh, that's my story. Anyway, today I have a, a really cool reading from uh, the prolific uh, Grant Meyerhofer. Um, you're going to hear an excerpt from Grant's new book, Works, which is out now from 1111 Press. If you haven't read anything by him or never picked anything up from 1111, please look them up after this. Um, Works is a volume containing many books, including Flamingos, uh, Novella, Chosen by Blake Butler is one of the best books of 2016 for Vice Magazine. Postures, it has a, an introduction by Sean Kilpatrick. Um, the collection Bleach um, and some other stuff as well. 
but uh but anyway it's an awesome collection it's a tome uh and uh so here is a reading from the author grant meyerhofer This is Grant Meyerhofer reading from the beginning of Flamingos. A cackling life inside, a smear of belly laughs spat back at tellings of doctors, explorers, manipulators. There he dictates with some solution. Spread through cities and guts and the entrails of home lives or families, the presence and he says what's done. Slid easily back into the comfort of loss. Step one. Repetition, regurgitation of psychobabble, we did his will to varying degrees of efficacy. He had his say, and we were merely subjects. Out their eyes would look and sweep. Waves of grass and promise lumbered up against the buildings as streams of hope, possibility, taunt. His voice mad of distraction and mother's milk, his arms earthplates of welcome into what could be. Simon. Not a man, not a man. Simon, our teething on his light and what would come. Simon, a future, a renewal. Burnt again and born again, our bodies clay shells dripped of ideology to embrace the Father, embrace Simon. A plague of cure-alls, panaceas, SSRIs, MAO inhibitors, breathing exercises, consultants, meetings, rooms, Plastic furniture, sweat drops left from anxious bodies, too medicated in various heats never converging. Simon, his own renewal never. Simon, constant drilling awareness of all minutia and no substance building every hoveled life in cities. He heads south to find a grave in Florida, more followers to meet the beck and call. He topples amid manifesto language and yearns to beat back against the pulse of protest in his times. Simon, ever the miserable failure. Simon, our Christ, our cunt fear, our cock fear, our man fear, our woman fear, our plague fear, our head fear, our love fear, our death fear. Simon, he lives and dies for his own sins, not ours. Simon's a polyglot mumble found in waves, in graves, in gutless darknesses beneath wherevers. Simon would wander, etching missing notes to sidewalk, wondering why they'd drop, dropped in for thinking ever. Simon assembled the passage, the mode. Simon put together the festering, saw what might be done, ordered and disordered whole gasping last breaths of fathers lost in death while the thumbs twiddled at the wheel of his auto outside of belighted storefronts. Scrapped together and wrapped up to be found by some moralist of Hawthorne's gape and reach. There is no puzzle etched in chalk. It is his missive. It is fetish. It is leatherine. He's hobbled obsessed with evering death. His mother a jovial plot of mothers, a husking, a collective. His father would ever protest against the aforesaid and mayhaps a bit of mistaking, mistaking. Simon doesn't plan our lives, just mumbles at the bodies while they pass. Patient. You have begun to sift through notes to find something revealed. The incessant in this place, the schizophrene. You've attempted to grind meeting, meaning out of the gaggle. 
Their therapy's your only connective point. You have not heard voices so much as intuited nauseas. You've fed yourself on bad coffee spreads in hospitals and within homes of loved ones kind enough to take you after hands began to slip. The world would not be righted. His take on things suddenly gained perspective. Now a straight-jacketed old man occasionally seen mumbling on news feeds about some great redemption. You began a search backward into heads, perhaps avoiding your own. With each change, you only hoped to black your walls. Flamingo. Call me Flamingo. Whatever it was is fading. I sit atop where I happen to live just being. Outside my work, inside my car, I'd slug at sugary black liquids that energize. I programmed, encrypted. Where I existed was within a city no longer operating as a city, rather a pustule. His alterations to the landscape the mentalities. I call it pustule and had no friends there. I walked like Travis in Paris, Texas in the clothing come across mostly in second stores secondhand. No safety zone. There will be no safety zone. I had no commitments, had broken no marital code to my thinking. 34 years and my ex-husband and I got divorced when I turned 31 and told a falsehood regarding a pregnancy. He wouldn't shut his mouth about wanting to put children inside my medicated guts. He was an oafish man with long ambitions and consistently short haircuts who I met and engaged with physically, the result of a website that allowed couples to couple and put their parts to use. Patient. Having no more patience for the journal, the diary, the anything approximating a brief lament, quasi-essay, interrogation of what you've read, watched, listened to, you enact this, an assemblage, your research, the work. You do not care. It will exist time to time and will account for what has existed between times and times. It will not delve in any capacity. Let them face it. It is fairly dead. There is only now a pissy teenage scrawl, embittered voices asking after daddy. Flamingo. I didn't ever love him, but he collected bad films, and we watched them and ate pizzas, and there was something loving to it, I dare say. My teeth are goners like the betrothed as a result of meds and energetics. I feel such an urge to tell. We'd sworn in various ways not to unveil the various things he'd put inside our skulls. I watched footage of his ECT and guess I pitied the man. Perhaps before this, I was converted. His reach was that entire. Picture the doctor describing the procedure as Simon's pinned to the leather chair, bound in cuffs of same just moments before his mouth is stuffed of rubber and his body seems to shake itself loose. Undefined gluey rivulets came forth and doctor returned to speak softly about its result, its promise, what might come to be expected. He'd acquired it on receiving permission to research this and more, and used its grant money to record himself starved beneath his home in lurid shades. Edmund. I cannot profess to have known the man, or wake up and proceed as his follower. I do not do the how I came to be this way, as is their want, the ilk's want, so here I piddle. The storied, newsprint, I've burnt his telling to my brow, and thus am capable, required to speak whereof I do not know.
Archivists have asked after the recordings. I'd pirated them occasionally for late viewings and meditation. I've kept them boxed with annotation, some home recording from his trials. Attila. Say, for instance, one weekend I just visited my auntie where she'd lived and we came together. I'm not sure you pref of preferred terminology in matters, but I know where I stand. You live outside moralizing as such, and a body like Simon comes easy. I've picked up a bit here and there. The rest I give to him and auntie. I haven't seen much, but you see enough sleeping amid thirty or more heaped metallic crates, hauling whatever needed wherever. Simon came to me those nights. He'd driven to set funding aside, saw his route as shamanic. I'd followed briefly. Was then the learning took. Read a bit. Not much. Lots on plague, sure. I guess I never shook the notion that the world had just, or was soon to just, lost most of its presence, say. Patient. When you become roughly 24 and one half years old, you become a follower of Star Trek. It was late, and the fondness grew from a likeness you saw between its creator and images of L. Ron Hubbard. You needed religion. Hubbard's voice seemed to flood the 60s for you, this syrupy drawl, moneyed, tyrannical, perhaps a surrogate father, though you're hesitant to welcome it. Grown men sitting before microphones arguing over the state of things, the mind, humanity, children. It might be here your vulnerability began. Simon. And I taught them, and did not, to resist their obsessive teeth, to grind their desires to a bulb, and watch it burn. And there is no hemlock, no way out. I, therefore, walk aside with the mud and silt, and you become, become my enemies. I do not know how to speak it, to think I, Simon, become difference, or God. I have nothing to say. You and I cannot judge you and I. Now the time comes, I think, to make something known. I began to witness all, and remained with them delivering the judgment of a man. I wretched, became as lofty as your walls. My followers more my fathers and mothers than I their leader. It becomes the other hand, you, not to the soul. There is no wrong against you, and yet a rope grows around my throat. I did not learn anything. I've never found a bad fellow in the house of the mad. Everyone in me, their language, and the desire of circumstances aside, the asylum is not where I shall lay. It would not be an apt turn, sad, and you took hold of me not as a good man, but death itself. The doctors, you have to say, the medicine speaks in dull, dumb, blind tones, and incoherent even. If you become deaf, mute, blind, what you do echoes. Ridiculous. I'll show you. It's what I showed each of them. But it is good that all is well. Nothing to do with the question, your questions. It makes no difference, as all are one. It is perfect. There is God. He is seated within your walls to the right and left of me. It is your God, apparent, and that is God. But let me speak. The power of the Father, there is no other, bleeds much more than you think. You imagine things, fabricate diseases. A man thinks, then set aside by the dose or the sessions. If they do not do it again, you sell that sense of newsprint, public opinion, video, as you have hung up to spite me. I did not what you now do. You do not have to kill out of my mind 
because it is rotting, you all in front of all to string me up, and the beginning of all my children that they are your own. They hear and turn back the face of the doctors. I do not care, and I never hesitated, only showed them how to do something good for the good of the all, what you think is evil. Your mother's in the newspapers to write things that you will not tell me. You forget me in the asylum, to eat the flesh and to desire, to the teeth, a being better than your own. Tell you the same way. You send out to find my head, your own wicked, wickedness loud enough. What are you and your descendants, each of you the picture of right and good against my hands? Okay, there was a reading from Works by Grant Meyerhofer. Please go get that new collection at 1111press.com slash works. It's out now. Uh, please go to thetalkingbook.org and check out our audiobooks. Writers like Brad Phillips, Scott McClanahan, Sam Pink, Darcy Wilder, Alex Higley, Anais Nin, Miriam Gerba, Marcia Douglas, L. Nash, Bud Smith, Brian Allen Ellis, Sarah Manguso, Michael Bible. The list goes on and on. Great writers. Uh, if you want us to make your audiobook or you want to read something for this podcast, please go to thetalkingbook.org. Thanks for the reading grant. Uh, thanks to Andrew from 1111 for hitting me up about it. And as always, thanks to Keegan Grambois, Holler Boys, and Alex Sturgis for the fantastic music. This is the Talking Book Podcast. My name is Chris Hartram. Um, look out for black bears while you're doing uh, karate. Okay? Okay. See ya. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit before I Passing over and the window.